What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. I'm your host, Brian Tong, a.k.a. BTZ, keeping it nice and easy. Welcome, everybody. You know, it's still the break right now, so I like to bring in guests, and I just like to bring in guests in general, but we talk about, like, iPhone, iPhone so much, and iPad, iPad so much. What about the Apple TV? Like, where is the love for Apple TV? So my guest today is Chana. He's known as Techno Dad on YouTube. He covers home theater, 4K, TVs, Dolby Atmos, surround sound systems, streaming boxes. And him and I have a fun story. We met because he actually sold me something. And we will get to that story. But before we do, I want to just tell you guys about how you can support my content, this audio podcast, this show at patreon.com slash Brian Tong. We do a show every week, whether I'm here or not, we have some bonus shows. And this also supports all the video content and everything I'm doing. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong, starting at $2 a month if you can. If you feel like what I've given you a value is worth a cup of coffee, that's $5 a month. We have higher levels. But thank you so much for everyone that has supported this show up to this point. I do still need more additional support to keep this going, but I just want to say thank you so much for helping me out. And also, like, it's up to me to deliver you content that you expect and love. We have some other new pieces of content coming out this coming year in 2019, but patreon.com slash Tong is how you do it. All right, let's get to the show. This is going to be about the Apple TV, and that's a good thing because it's kind of a little bit of fresh air away from all the content. iPad iPhone. So here you go. It's my boy Chana, aka Techno Dad, on YouTube. All right, guys and gals, super excited to have my friend and guest on the show. First timer, Chana, aka Techno Dad, on YouTube. Chana, what's up, buddy? Yo, what's going on, BTZ? BTZ, you know how it is. So, you know, welcome to the Apple Bit Show. And why I wanted to bring you on the show is that people may not know some of the stuff you cover in the home theater audio space. Can you kind of tell people what you do and where they can find you? Okay, sure. So yeah, um, you can find me on the YouTube channel, uh, techno dad, or sorry, youtube.com slash techno dad, or just search techno dad. You'll see my Brown face. And then you click on that. And, um, basically I cover 4k home theater and audio products and how to set them up properly. Cause that's You'd be surprised. You buy the TV, you buy the Blu-ray player, you buy the receiver, you connect it, you turn it on, and there's no 4K. There's no HDR. (laughs) So after like being completely frustrated with it myself, I found out, oh, here's what you got to do. You got to go over here, click that, got to go over there, click that, and then you're good to go. But it doesn't tell you this in the instruction booklet or anywhere else. So um, I just put videos out to help everybody um, get it all sorted. And a really good guy. Also, thank we have to also both thank Tom Cruise for really bringing to light um, one of the banes of both of our existences: how to turn off the soap op- the soap opera motion smoothing effect. I mean, who knew that Tom Cruise would be the champion of, of that? that? I, I can't believe it. I get just because of the, they're doing the what Top Gun, the new Top uh, Gun. Well, movie yeah, or fall- wait, have you seen Mission Impossible Fallout? First of all, no, I haven't. Okay, uh, make sure you get. Watch it on a TV, your best TV with your best Dolby Atmos sound. I stand 100% behind this. It is the best action film movie you have ever seen because of how it's shot, 
how realistic the scenarios are, how Tom Cruise is doing legitimate stunts, piloting a helicopter through the mountains himself. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, okay. Okay. So question, do yeah. I need to watch all of the other Mission no. Impossibles? No, okay. you don't okay, really. Fanta. Okay. The, so I don't want to go off on a total tangent because people are like, okay, um, why are you guys here to talk? So first of all, I do want to give a little introduction about how Chana and I met. I was hunting online for a center channel for my home theater system that I was beefing up and upgrading. And so I like went online and I found Chana's, what, which one is this? The 250C? Is it the R250C? Yeah, the RP250C. Yep. It's a, a clip. It's, it's a, it's a clip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, I don't even remember sometimes. So what happened is like we exchanged emails and then didn't you ask me like, um, <laughs> I think I watch your YouTube videos. Yeah, something like that. I'm like, this guy's name sounds familiar. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how we met. It was kind of weird. Through eBay and then eBay. at CES uh, during the infamous live stream that I do, that's like an hour, hour and a half that I will not do this year, ran into Chana on the show floor and you were basically about to peace out, right? Yeah, it was totally random. I was so tired. I was like, I'm leaving. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just walk into the LG area. And then I look to my right, I see BT. And I was like, what? What? He's like, Chana? I'm like, Brian? He was like, what? I was like, dude, this dude sold me my center channel for my home theater system. <laughs> and it was a good I, deal, too. It was a fair deal, too, for the record. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it was, and it was in great condition because oh, I, I took care of my stuff. It was beautiful. It's just like me. It's just as anal as I am about um, you know, our our tech gadgets so chana i wanted to bring you here because a lot of people we talk about the iphone and all this stuff all the time but i want to talk about the apple tv 4k i think sometimes it doesn't get enough love apple had initially for years positioned it as a hobby and now it's finally come to a point where i'm like you know what i actually enjoy the apple tv so i kind of wanted to bounce some i some of your thoughts about it um where do you think it stands just in your opinion because right it is right now and CS 2019 will probably change it but right now it stands alone as the only streaming set top box that does support both Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos correct unless there's something that recently came out Yeah no you're 100% correct um where does it stand for you Well just Really quickly, just so you guys know, I've been into the home theater thing since the mid-90s, and I've put together a bunch of different home theaters for myself and my family members and stuff like that. So I've, I'm really, like, into this. So having that sound is is phenomenal. And now, like, with, you know, Dolby and DTS were always battling each other. You know, even back then, it was, like, Dolby Prologic 2 when I started yeah. back in, like, what, I don't know, like, 92, 93. And then it just kind of morphed into all these different things. And you know, um, the movie companies tried to do 3D, right? 3D video. And that kind of kind of didn't catch on. But now, you know, like 2014-ish, uh, 2015, they decided to do 3D audio. And that's when Dolby Atmos comes in. And I have set up in my living room a 5.1.4 Dolby Atmos system. Ooh. And it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty insane. Like... You're talking about Mission Impossible Fallout. I remember Rogue Nation. Yeah. Just on, on the standard Blu-ray, it had an Atmos track. And when he, like, there's that chase with there in the BMW and they had the motorcycles and he hits one of the motorcycles and the guy, like, hits the dash, hits the roof, and then hits the trunk. You hear it, you know, in front of you, above you, behind you. It's really just insane. It's really awesome. 
Um, it's really, you know what? It's funny though, because it is not funny. I always say that all the time. It's hard to really explain because it's, it's really sound. Oh guy, I sound like a marketing guy. It's yeah. sound that you actually feel at times and you're like, dude, this is in my home. Like I, I used to think I could only really get this at a home the at a <clears throat> actual movie theater and it's, it's ripe and primed for a home now it's there. And you know, I've always touted, like, I love Dolby Atmos. I love Dolby Atmos. And it was kind of, a, I I feel like maybe within the past year, it's it's starting to creep up, becoming more of a mainstream thing that people are becoming more aware of. But really, still to this day, not many people really understand how good Dolby Atmos is for a home theater. Right. No, I, I don't think that you really have to experience it. You know, it it is kind of like a buzzword right now, you yeah. know, Dolby Atmos. And Dolby is definitely in the limelight right now but it isn't just a gimmick it actually there is something to it and it actually really puts you into the action and you're fully immersed in it um and back when i started doing all this stuff with my youtube channel you know dolby vision wasn't available yet and then it finally became available and the only way you can get dolby atmos and dolby vision was on a 4k uhd disc Mm -hmm. in which case you need a 4k player that supported Dolby Vision. And back then, it was only the Oppo UDP203, which is around $600. And now, since Oppo went out of business, it's up to like used like $1,300. It's like double the price. Um, so for the Apple TV 4K to come out with both, you have double double Dolby um, for what, under 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, under $200, man. That's That's, that's great. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. So, you know, I I used to rip on Apple for the longest time. I'm like, hey guys, come on, like give us give us Dolby Atmos because they had teased that it was coming. They kind of just put it out there, and it never never actually came. Now it's finally here. Does it make it like one of the top set top boxes streaming set top boxes for you, or where do you where do you kind of place it? Do you have one that you actually prefer more? So I actually. Um, with a few videos, I know a lot of people have been asking me about streamers to put on the channel and make videos. So I bought the Chromecast Ultra. I bought the Fire Stick 4K. I bought the Roku Ultra and I got an NVIDIA Shield and I already had the Apple TV 4K. Mm -hmm. So I got all these boxes in. And if you're... I'm actually going to be making a video about this, but uh, give your listeners the scoop. The inside scoop. Um, Basically... If you want a no-fuss system, Apple TV 4K. You want Dolby Atmos, you want Dolby Vision, Apple TV 4K. If you're like um, an advanced user that, you know, rips 4K Blu-rays and has like a network-attached storage device or NAS or NAS or whatever they call it, um, NVIDIA Shield. You want to stream video games also? NVIDIA Shield. Mm -hmm. But for the, I would say, I, I, I mean... There's a lot of consumers out there that, you know, don't really care about Dolby Vision or Dolby Atmos, in which case, like, a Chromecast Ultra or Fire Stick 4K would probably be fine, right? Yeah. Um, but when you, when you want to, like, enhance your, your experience, you know, with these, the immersive audio and with the new, you know, uh, dynamic HDR, and that's what Dolby Vision is, right? It's dynamic um, HDR, which means it's unlike HDR 10, it's static. So Mm -hmm. like they kind of make the settings at the beginning of the movie and then it uses those settings all the way through. Whereas Dolby Vision is dynamic. 
in which they, um, you know, they have different HDR settings per scene. So it's, there's a lot more time involved in the whole mastering process. And, you know, the director is like involved in that, like heavily. So you really are enhancing your experience. And if you want all that with like no fuss and not spend too much money, Apple TV 4k. Yeah. I I think it's, it's right now other than Roku, but I, you know, I'm more inclined to, for people that are looking for kind of like the best bang for buck TV that looks really good it's not OLED. I mean, the TCL TVs are pretty ridiculous these days. I think they're selling like the six series, like for like $500 right now. And I'm like, dang, like that, I would basically tell almost everyone if you, or even like if your parents are like trying to get you a fancy college present or something like that, I just be like, get me the TCL six series TV right now, like 500 bucks. That's a pretty killer deal. But you know, I think what Apple is doing is really impressive. I, I think what also stands out to me about the Apple TV is what are your thoughts? We know that everyone is getting to the their own exclusive streaming service. Does you as a, you know, you're you're pretty much are you more of a primary Apple user? Is that the ecosystem that you play in? Um, I'm not really. I mean, okay, so I my, you know, part of my background is, you know, I I do music production uh, apart from like the YouTube videos. So, uh, I switched to Apple back in 2002 when I started producing music. So I'm kind of entrenched, but I'm not like fully mm-hmm. entrenched. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't, I use PCs at work, um, at my job, but for the most part, like I don't have everything connected. Like I might have, you know, I have an Apple watch and it was funny. I was just talking to Andrew Edwards, uh, when we met at VidSummit, I'm like, dude, I got my Apple watch. Check it out. He's like, oh, he's like, is that the screen you're rocking? And it's just the Hermes screen. It just has the dial and the numbers. Mm-hmm. He's like, where's all the complications? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't want that. I, I just like a watch, <laughs> you know? You know, because I'm into watches. I have like seven watches. And now with the, you know, Apple Watch, I can just change the bands to match my outfit because I lack to coordinate. You oh! Know? <laughs> but um, I wouldn't say I'm entrenched. I like Apple stuff. I don't like some Apple stuff, you know? Absolutely. It's, I know it's, you know, sometimes it's a good apple. Sometimes it's a bad apple. <laughs> it's a bad apple. Hey, uh, what do you think of their t- potential TV streaming service, movie service? You know, like they're doing their own exclusive content that looks like we'll be seen in 2019. Does that make the Apple TV appealing to you? Like, do you even use the Apple TV in your normal kind of home theater setup or yeah. you don't? You do. Yeah, I do. I do. Actually, um, it's our it's our go to streamer right now. Um, uh, you know, my kid, uh, loves to watch the voice. So we watch that on Hulu usually like the day, you know, it's like it airs on Monday. So on Tuesday night, we, we usually have that on while we're watching dinner or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've got, we used to use the Xbox one X, but there's this, uh, this super slow, like turn on time. If it's not already on, it's going to take like, I don't know, a few <laughs> I mean, yeah, first world problems. Yeah, it's going to take a few minutes to turn on. Um, what is this, the 90s? Uh, so, <laughs> it, it matters, though. It does matter. So, like, you know, if we're sitting there, and like, you know, we're just kind of, like, sitting there waiting. This green screen with an X on it uh, staring at us. So, so I got the Apple TV all hooked up and ready to go. And then, you know, on the Logitech remote, we got the cheapest Harmony remote, which my wife loves. I have more expensive ones. She hates using those. So, so <laughs> funny. Um, and yeah, and we use Apple TV to watch a lot of Hulu. Um, and now we're, you know, we're, we've been kind of 
binge watching uh, Designated Survivor on. Uh, is that the ABC on- show with Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah, I was like, oh, it's Jack Bauer's back. Yep. And, uh, no, it's not. It's not Jack uh, Bauer. No, that's <laughs> why. That's why I don't watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It sounds like him. Um. Uh. So yeah. So it is in our day to day. Like we use it a lot. Um. And it's not perfect. You know, it still has. I have found some issues I don't like with it. Such as. Uh, so we're. I'm really into watching and streaming new stuff on Vudu. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I can get it in 4K UHD and I can get Atmos. Yeah. Okay, and and Dolby Vision. So, um, so you know the I have an OLED from 2016. It's the LG E6 OLED. Ooh, baby. Yeah, love it, love it. Um, the only problem with it is that it does not pass um, Atmos through ARC or the audio return uh-huh, channel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. For those listening and don't know, um. Which is normally on one of the HDMI inputs, correct? Correct. So basically what the ARC or audio return channel is, you plug in an HDMI to that on the TV, and then there's another port on your receiver or soundbar labeled ARC. And basically that cable will send information in both directions. Yep. Right. So um, it'll send audio from the TV to the receiver, or if you're like playing Xbox or whatever, or have something else going on, it'll send video from the receiver to the TV. That's what the audio return channel is. Very cool. So you take one cable out of the situation. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, my TV can't do that. So I can watch in Voodoo on the TV, Dolby Vision, but it would just output 5.1. I wouldn't get Dolby Atmos because my TV is too old. They only implemented that on the 2017 models. So, um, so when I heard Apple TV 4K was going to, you know, support that on Voodoo, I was like, oh, sweet. So, <laughs> you know, I'm getting that. The only thing is, and I'm not sure if this is an Apple thing or a Voodoo thing, but the app is is lacking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Voodoo app is lacking in the fact that it doesn't give me the what's hot and the what's new and the new arrivals. Can't find that anywhere in the app at all. It's very <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> So pissed. You know what I found, though? I found that companies that make, let's say, whether it's a web interface or a standalone app that might be better on iOS devices, the Apple TV app is always the crappiest version of it. (laughs) I'm serious. Like, the Apple TV version of these streaming apps, I'm not talking about games, is typically, Netflix is the same across the board, but is typically a crappier version of the app. And I get it. It really comes down to resources and time. And I feel like by the time they get through iOS and Android, and maybe they do something for Microsoft, but most likely probably not. And maybe if they have their apps for PlayStation and Xbox, they get to Apple TV. They're like, all right, we'll just cobble this ish together because you can tell you can really tell. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I get. I totally see what you're saying too, because like um, after you know just using all these different streaming devices, I'd be like, man, I w- this would suck. Yeah. If I was if I was having to like work at the company and have to implement for all these different platforms. Oh yeah. Like like wow. Roku, like Roku's, you know, uh, what should I say? A disclaimer: I do work um on, for DC Daily, but Roku's DC Universe app is better than the Apple TV's DC Universe app. It's just a fact. And I see it. I'm like, dang. I'm like, they need to work on that. You know, you mentioned other streaming boxes. What, what, what is a competitor to, or what are some of the ones that you think are 
pretty high up there in your mind. Like if you had to say like top two or top three favorite streaming boxes, I obviously feel like the Apple TV 4K is one of them for you. But what else is up there for you? De- definitely um, uh, Roku Ultra. Yep. And then, like I said, if you're um, an advanced user, then NVIDIA Shield is mm-hmm. a no-brainer, mm-hmm. right? But the, then again, like I just started, I just found out, dude, I went through, <laughs> I wasted a lot of money trying to find the right Blu-ray drive that will rip my 4K Blu-ray disc so I can back it up and put it on a network attached storage device. Like, what are you using? What drive are you using then? I found it. I, it's, man, I found this article yeah. about this guy named John Gotti. I, it's just some <laughs> weird handle. Um, and he was selling these things. Um, and I guess what happens is these are, these are old drives. Okay. okay. They're old drives and the new firmware um, so it's basically a Blu-ray drive. So a 4K UHD disc, um, let me back up a little. 4K UHD disc is a Blu-ray XL uh, disc. So it holds mm-hmm. 100 gigabytes on it, right? So it's a four layer. It's a quad layer disc. And most Blu-ray drives that you can buy for your computer read these things. But with the new firmware, it won't, like I'll stick it in, I'll stick in a, a, a 4K Blu-ray into my whatever drive and it won't pop up. But a, as soon as I put one in this drive, it pops up on my Mac desktop. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there it is. Oh, my God, it works. And then there was like some software called DVD Fab or something like that. It's like 100 bucks, uh, 4K UHD ripping. They have a full suite, but it's like $100 just for the one one item or whatever. And, um, you know, I got a full 4K HDR um, with Dolby Atmos sound ripped about 60 70 gigabytes depending on the movie and i started backing up my 4k discs and then so like the which you can do you can either just you know plug that in Mm -hmm. to um a 4k blu-ray player and it's an m2 ts file and it plays it in full audio full one-to-one copy no compression nothing you know you're getting exactly what's on the disc so with the in you know nvidia shield if you have a network attached storage device which i'm actually trying to put a like a 32 terabyte <laughs> nas together um i can stream you know it has to transcode but i can play 4k um hdr and dolby atmos through the plex app on the nvidia shield so like i said it's for advanced users you get what i'm saying like this is not this is not something everyday people are going to want to do, but a lot of people that are everyday people that just want it to work and yep. want their content right now and want the immersive audio and the dynamic HDR, then, you know, Apple TV 4K is, is I wouldn't say it reigns supreme, but that's that's pretty much at the top of the list until, you know, somebody else can come up with something. Yeah, for me, it's until Roku supports both Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos on their players, just from a technical standpoint, like Roku is the best platform for the most streaming content in planet Earth. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I I do want them to update the interface a little more like it just needs to kind of feel a little fresher, but it's still really laid out. Well, it just kind of looks like, okay, they could at least give it a kind of a new, more modern coat of paint. 
But, right. you know, and I'm I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of these devices that will now come loaded with Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos in 2019 for streaming boxes. But that's really to me, right? It comes down to, and depending on your preference and your ecosystem, it's either the Apple TV 4K or the Roku Ultra. And the NVIDIA um, streaming box is there. But like you said, right, it's really for the person that really wants to get down nitty gritty. Are there are there things for you that you would like to see Apple do to make the Apple TV 4K better? I have a couple thoughts, but I was wondering, is there anything that stands out for you? Oh, man, I hate that remote. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I'm lucky that the Harmony works with it, so I don't have to touch that thing. But I did have to rearrange some buttons on the Harmony to, like, actually, I'm like, oh, man, I can't back out of this? Oh, I need to add this in the little screen. Once I got that figured out, um, <laughs> I'm good to go. But yeah, man, that the remotes just got awful. And I know, like Apple's trying to be like all snazzy with the like touch sensitive stuff, and it's maddening. Yeah. It's a little maddening, honestly. It, it it is. It's like, oh man, just give me some buttons, please. You're like, like let me swipe to that. I okay, no, let me swipe to that tap. No, no, okay, wait, go back. Oh crap, I went two back. It's like, just get me to the app, dog. <laughs> yeah yeah or even like just trying to use the fast forward on the remote oh my gosh or the scan uh <laughs> but i mean like they had a lot of apps we were watching a lot of the olympics on uh-huh. the nbc um sports app on yeah. the apple tv and that was fantastic because we can watch exactly what we wanted to instead of and the you know just the like we wanted to see like you know that red butler's you know snowboard run right mm-hmm. and I think that's his name. Is that his name? I sure. So. I, I can't remember. I don't yeah. I don't. Instead of like, we also recorded it, but we had to wade through like hours, totally, hours, totally. you know, to get there. So we started using it back then um, at the last Winter Olympics and at the Apple TV 4K. And it was actually pretty good, um, you know, very convenient. So, you know, there are tons of apps, um, but the most, the majority of ones we use are Hulu, Netflix, and Vudu. Yeah, I, th- I think like from the app side, it's really interesting because I feel like if there's any space that's ripe to really kind of start giving us these more interactive apps, a few people have kind of touched on it, like a QVC, their shopping app. They're basically playing the live stream of their video, and then you can like buy the product that you're watching on the fly. That was kind of a cool like, OK, you know, we're starting to get to like a more interactive type platform. We saw HQ Trivia actually integrate their game on the apple tv which that's not necessarily like news breaking but it is cool that you can have more interactivity like i've always been waiting for that point where it's kind of a combination of where the the crowd can live interact with a set top box really easily whether it comes down to fan voting or saying yes or no or picking like a question for a talk show host to ask i always felt like that would kind of be that next thing where we could really get true interactive TV. But I just don't think we're there yet. And now we're really kind of more coming to the second screen world where people are watching TV, but doing other things at the same mm-hmm. time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's almost like we're just, I mean, both my wife and I do it all the time. Like she <laughs> actually, <laughs> she actually loves to just have something on mm-hmm. um, in the background while she's cooking. Yeah. Right. And well, I'm if I'm at the dining table just hanging out, I might just be um, editing a video, or you know, 
something else or working on a script or working on, you know, updating my website or something else while that's just kind of running on in the background and we can, you know, we can hear the dialogue and that's kind of just it. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing, uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but I kind of went on a big old thing about things that Apple needs to do to get better. And obviously one of them is to me, it's like blow up Siri and start all over. I think the Apple TV would be a much better product if Siri was just a better platform. Mm. Just from a standpoint of like, not only is it accuracy, but being able to, you know, the whole idea with the Apple TV was that it was at one point in time, it was going to be the center of the home, right? They had Siri in place. They had HomeKit in place. And so you say, okay, if Siri is as good as it should be, if it's one of the top artificial assistant intelligence things, if HomeKit is compatible with a whole bunch of devices, that should be, that could have been the center of the home, but it didn't happen. And so I'm just like, I feel like the Apple TV, although it's great as a streaming box now, finally, 2018, it could have been a whole lot more. It could have been that centerpiece. And now instead, Amazon took their lunch in that space. Series pretty weak. HomeKit, Apple's trailing by a ton when it comes to actual compatible devices. And it's like, it could it could have been so much more. That that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I think you're totally right on that. Um, you know, timing is a huge thing. So mm-hmm, if they didn't mm-hmm. time it right, then it just kind of falls by the wayside, like it did. I mean, I saw Apple TV, you know, years ago, and I was like, eh, right. I don't need that. You know, because and at that time, I actually have, I still do. It's still right there. It's I have a Mac Mini that was running as a Plex server. So that was just always on connected to my OLED. So I could even just, <laughs> just go online on the TV. Was, <laughs> I was like this, like Apple TV, this doesn't make any sense. I have Apple TV. It's a Mac mini connected to my TV. Fantastic. Exactly. exactly. What are, um, what are some of the trends that you feel like are going to be important in the home theater space coming this year? Like, are there any things that stick out to you? Like, you know what, this is ripe or this is coming and people should be ready for it. Well, I mean, the biggest thing new is IMAX Enhanced, mm-hmm. um, which kind of brings the IMAX uh, experience home. I got to experience it at at Cedia in San Diego this year, mm-hmm. early in September. Um, it was really cool. They they didn't have they really don't have much content. You know, they say more content is going to be coming out. You know, first quarter of twenty nineteen. But you know, we just have to wait and see. But uh, I, I I mean, I think it's DTS since it's a DTS based kind of system, mm-hmm. I think it's their answer um, to Atmos, yeah. sort of. Because right now you don't, you're not hearing much of DTS X, and I have a few DTS X demo discs. It takes the same speaker configuration, so if you have an Atmos setup, it's the same thing, uh, speaker wise. But you know, I notice when I'm listening to an Atmos track, Atmos heavy movie, I hear a lot of stuff above me. I really mm-hmm. hear a lot of stuff going on around me in the like height channels. When it's DTSX, it's kind of like it's a little bit more subtle and it's it's a little bit different, you know? Um, and I think with the especially with the streamers and with all the new laptops and sound bars coming out with Dolby Atmos, I think DTS really needed to do something mm-hmm. to kind of still retain their place in this whole home theater thing and i was talking to you uh before like back you know it was dts and dolby were the two audio formats for surround in the home and and in theaters um but uh as far as new stuff you know that's the newest thing uh, imax enhanced 
Mm-hmm. Um, anything else sound wise, vision wise, you know, they're always coming out with, um, uh, I saw the new JVC eight K, uh, projector, which is an E shift projector. So it, it'll take 4k content and upscale it to eight K looks gorgeous, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, I think it was like something like 25 or $30,000, yeah, <laughs> you totally. know, so you buy a projector or a car. <laughs> whatever you choose whatever you like hey rich guy what do you want everyone else just eat my shirts yeah um yeah man i think those are the those are the two big things um as far as anything else i know of i mean speakers or speakers they're always gonna like try new little ways to improve on them um i'm, I'm curious to see what what we're gonna find out in ces the venetian have, did you go to the venetian last year um, I mean, I've been there depending, it depends on what they used to send me out to go to, but there are times where I go to the showrooms, you know, there, there'd been a lot of displays of like truly wireless audio home theater setups that still never made it to market. Do you know what I mean? Like mass market sure. or anything like that. It was always like, Oh, this is a cool demo. And like, yeah, it's a cool demo. If you have like the latest tech and the fastest router that we have set up here just for this one demo, but you know, you may not have that at your home. So it's never just seen the, seen the light of day mainstream, like a true, from start to finish wireless solution that is exactly synced with the image that you're watching. Right. Yeah. I know a lot of people are, are, are asking me, Hey, are there any wireless like surround speakers that I could get? I'm like, no, man, you just gotta roll up those sleeves and rip up that carpet. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Start installing (laughs) that stuff. Um, but yeah, so the, um, in the Venetian, they have like, that's where all the speakers are at, mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like SVS has like a setup. Technics had like a, their $60,000 speaker pair. Phenomenal stuff, man. So definitely, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm going there on Wednesday. I have an appointment uh, Wednesday afternoon over there, um, to check out and do some videos. So I'm pretty stoked and jazzed up. Very cool. Okay. So, uh, Chana, AKA techno dad, before I let you go, I didn't prep you on this, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. Before we, here we leave. Don't worry, it's not that go. bad. <laughs> if you had to tell me your favorite pro- Apple product and your least favorite Apple product, um, it could be over the course of all your experience. It doesn't have to be what it is today, although it could be. What would you say, your favorite Apple product and your like the worst Apple product you ever used? Huh. Man. I've had I've owned a whole lot of Apple computers since <laughs> since 2001, man. Um, you know, I I honestly, God, uh, you have one that just speaks to you for whatever reason, though. Yeah, like I really just don't like the AirPods. I mean, they <laughs> they really they work, which is also why I don't like them, as opposed to like the Bang and Olufsen ones I had or the or or the Sony ones. I mean, they just work. They work. And they're, you know, they're okay. They're okay. I think I, I, that's my worst product. That I'm really loving the Apple Watch 4, though. Yep, I really like that thing. I'm looking at it right now. I barely wear it. I wear it maybe two, three times a week. Um, but I'm not doing much. I work from home. Um, but in the summertime when I DJ weddings, dude, that Apple Watch is clutch. <laughs> you know? No, I like, I put the whole, you know, I, I'm the DJ, so I, I pace the wedding with the wedding coordinator. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in that, I, I take the schedule and I put it in the calendar and then I use the certain face that has a calendar on it. And then yeah. it's just like, boop, they get a little haptic buzz. I was like, oh, 
well, we got to do, oh, we got That's this That's really cool. That's a really cool use for that, honestly. Yeah. I, the best part, which I didn't even know, that, um, so a lot of these weddings, you know, they're all in the summertime. Where I live in Mammoth Lakes, California, a very scenic area. Mm-hmm. Um, they do um, sunset photos. And so it's always good to know when sunset is because it's different every day. Yeah. And in that view that I'm using, it actually tells me when sunset <laughs> is. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. This thing's <laughs> awesome. So I'm loving the Apple Watch uh, 4 right now. That's that's. That's it. I think it really was their best product of the year. That's what you told me. I, I, told, I was like, yeah, you told me that. You told me that. I was like, dude, I've never had an Apple Watch. And you're like, oh, this is the year to buy it. It this is. is. The one. It really is. And I'm everyone that I've told them, they're like, you're right. And I'm like, I'm glad I was right. Because it would be really bad if I was wrong about that. And <laughs> I, I, like, and I made you spend you like up. 350 bucks on that. You're like, dude, this sucks. <laughs> oh, dude. I spent like 1500 on mine. Well, I mean, you know, all of us ain't rolling in that Hermes, bro. Yeah. Hey, dude. You know, uh, honestly, it's just about that leather band. Yeah, it is. Dude. It is. It's I, about I, that band. I like it. it I is like dope. it a lot. It's, it's super supple. Loving it. I'm going to do a review about it maybe in January sometime after I've used it more. But Well, if you do yeah. a review, I'm going to watch the video in here, and I'm going to take a drink every time you use the word supple in, <laughs> in the review. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh, he said supple again. Damn it. Yeah, you're gonna get drunk pretty fast. <laughs> I'll make sure of that. <laughs> You'll do a line where you're like, oh my gosh, this leather band is so supple. It is the supplest supple. Let me su- tell you how supple supple really is. <laughs> this thing is supplicious, guys. <laughs> All right, Shauna, um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Again, can you tell people where they can find you? Yeah, of course. You can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash technodad. Search technodad there as well. Um, that's pretty much it. You know, all my information's there. You can find everything else. Oh, if you want to check out the website, you can go to techno-dad.com. I put stuff up there as well. Awesome. All right, bro. Well, you know what? Thanks so much for hanging out. Uh, we'll have you on the show again. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank and, you. And uh, I'll see you at CES, my man. I'm pretty sure we'll run into each other. For sure. All right, man. All right. Have later, bro. One. Cool. Peace. All right. Thank you so much to Chana for hanging out with us on the Apple Bits XL. We'll be back to our regular schedule once CES wraps up, but still, you know, you can expect to get a episode a week. And if you all want to support this show and show love, you can do it either through patreon.com slash Brian Tong. You can also support the show by liking it on iTunes. Give us that five-star review. Tell your friends about it. And also remember, we've got to show love to our platinum Apple supporters at the $100 level, Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Frader, and Jarrett Lewis. Thank you so much for supporting the show starting at $2 per month. Again, that's patreon.com slash Brian Tong. All right, CS is coming up real soon. There'll be some cool stuff, and I'm sure there'll be things that happen that may or may not affect Apple, but at least play into the ecosystem, and we'll talk all about it and all the latest news and rumors. So until then, take care. Be safe, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.